You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Roy Masters, and the number is 800-866-8883. Yesterday, Sunday, we had a good turnout. Sorry you won't be able to hear it because it's going to go to my film. The, the, uh, they've come from far away to make a film of my life. I hope they do a good job. I'm going up to Tortimaraj tomorrow and if you have a problem, if you're still here, I might take you on in whatever time I have while they're getting me to do what they want me to do. It's going to be a film, thank God. Hope for the best. Anyway, what I would like to do tonight is to discuss two diseases. or well, they, are, they are diseases, in a sense, um, because I've spent my time over and over again saying that there's only two responses that cause all suffering. And beyond those two forms of of whatever they are, meaning two forms by which you can function, you can be a bully or a coward, but there's emotionality between both of them. One's an appeaser, as I've said, and the other is the bully that's being appeased and made stronger by the appeaser, and all hell breaks loose. And it goes on with every person on earth, especially in America, because we've got so much food. And so what I want to talk about tonight is... Is there somebody who loves what I say, who appreciates what I say, hangs grasping what I'm saying, but has cancer? And that's the kind of person I want to call 800-866-8883. And the other one that I want to talk to you about is diabetes. And that has the effect of a disease. I suppose it is a dis-ease or disease. These two are the most that kill everybody every year. You don't have to have your leg amputated. You don't have to lose your eyesight and all the God-forbidden things that happen to you just because you love food, but you will die from it as if it was a disease. But there's something uh, much deeper which I would like to explain to a living person. Somebody saying, I'm dying from eating too much. It's for what what you really will find out if you call me 800-866-8883 that 
food has a curse in it. Now, that may sound strange, but it produces a state of mind that cannot stop eating and, and increases the love of food. But food goes all the way back to paradise lost, the forbidden fruit. That's the problem. Now, just recently, and this has nothing to do with food, but I want to explain to you something, but a very good friend who has come a long, long way from paradise lost in many ways. But I want to show you before I talk about food or cancer, if you want to call 800-866-8883, I will, I will talk with you. I love to talk with you and and you will respond to what you, I wish you will respond to my questions. Because when you have answered the questions, you'll see what's causing you to die from eating too much. Or not just eating too much, because eating too much will only make you fat. It won't kill you. You can be, you can be actually be fat. I've got a daughter that's fat, and, and she, but she hasn't got any resentments. And, so she's about 62 and the fat is on her, that's all there is to it. And she doesn't eat very much, etc., etc. So it doesn't mean that because you're fat, you're going to get diabetes. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Uh, good evening again. And this is Roy Masters, 800-866-8883. And I get calls right away or I'll go into... Uh, the discussion by myself, as usual. But if there's anybody that's got a problem of eating too much and about to lose their leg or eye or whatever, there's so many different diseases or sicknesses that comes from eating too much. But as I said in the opening parts of the program, I'm saying that Food has a curse on it. It's all the way, all the reason why you eat too much. But, but you see, there's other things much simpler than this, but you wouldn't think that good food, I mean, all the wonderful foods we have is amazing. But those of you who indulge in that, 
and indulge for one reason, because you need the pleasure. In other words, every time you say, eat something, it feels so good. And you live off that feeling. Now, that's all truth. It's all true with everything else, but there's a curse on it. And what I mean by a curse is a post-traumatic stress disorder. In other words, you are emotionally dis, dis, um, disconnected from your common sense. And everybody who's disconnected from their common sense is subject to some kind of disease. Drugs. Now, you can call that a disease, too, because the more you take drugs, the better you feel. And the better you feel, the worse you get. And the worse you get makes you want to take more drugs. And it goes on and on until you give all your money away and become far, further from the Father within you. Uh, what, you call as, what you call as anxiety is the distance from your Creator. So the, the more sick you are with drugs, the more sick you are with food, and food doesn't make you sick, it makes you just fat. But the factor of being drawn to food to give you a sense of worthless worth, did you hear how I said that? I'll say it again. The more you are broken, the more you are upset, and being upset, it, make, it causes you to lose your energy and feel anxiety. And so anxiety is the same for everybody, no matter how, how what, whatever the problem is. Whatever it is that takes you away from your common sense, you're born with common sense. You are born with it. But remember, as I, what we said, you come into the world and you're innocent. A baby is innocent. And when that baby becomes aware, he inherits intuition. Now, the mother, let's talk about the mother giving birth to the baby, and she watches the children run around, and, they, and you hear people say, how is it that children don't eat that much? They run and run and run all day long. And, I've, and they all say the same thing. I'm afraid I'm not eating to, to eat, getting them to eat them as much as they should. What you don't know, that the, the children who are not corrupted yet, or semi-corrupted. But let's take the ones that are not corrupted yet. And you see them running around and getting strong and not, not eating much food. 
and then you get worried because they're not eating enough, you think. It's not true. What they have when they come into the world is a light. The little children have an intuition, and as long as they have intuition, they live off the light, more so than the food. Once they start to see things, oh, I like this, I see that, oh, let's go play with this. I want to see how this works. They need less food. And so what you're looking is an illusion. I'm not asking you to starve them or anything like that. This is not meant for that. It's meant to make a point. Okay, now we'll take a call. Um, ah, I like this. I see the phone's lighting up. I'll change my position and microphone, and we'll talk to Don in Los Angeles. I wanted somebody to talk to me who likes what I'm saying and recognizes what I'm saying but does not know how to put it together yet. All right, Don, this is Roy. Roy, this is Don. Thank you. I listened to you since the mid-'80s up in L.A., and something happened to me four days ago. I had back pains, and they've been going on a long time. Yes. I went into the hospital. Yes. And they, they scanned me and found I'm riddled with cancer in my, they suspect the pancreas, and spread all over the liver and my lungs. Uh-oh. I'm, yes. And I'm terminal. And I am trying to not, not, not I don't want to have to fight it. Uh, if you do, I, you make it worse. Right. Did you, did, I, you, did, you hear, did you hear that? If you yes. fight it, you will make it worse. They'll tell you to fight it, and that's the wrong thing. Okay. That's right. Uh, No, what I want you to do is, in that sense, as you heard what I said, I ask you to relax and agree as much as you know how to agree that you're not going to fight it and let it go. Just be aware of the suffering. Be aware that there must be a mistake you have made. And what is that mistake that that makes you suffer so much? What has caused the suffering? Because whatever's caused the suffering is destroying your your reserve of what causes you to get better. I can't remember the name of of it right this minute. You're immune. So what you what's wrong with you? Let me let me take you into the very first thing. How much resentment have you? How much resentment do you have? What What is judgment to you? What is it? Judge? If I say, do you judge people? Yes. And Silent, what, silently. Yes, to yourself, right? Yes, sir. And so, when you judge silently, what you're doing is a, is playing God. Judge. I, I not. understand. I understand. Yeah, judge not that should not be judged, see. And yes. judgment is a sense giving you a sense of worthless worth. 
In other words, when you can judge somebody, you can feel superior to the person you've hurt. But it takes a lot of energy to function. And, but the, the, the state of mind that you're in that, that keeps this judgment secret makes you an appeaser. So I'm assuming you are an appeaser. Am I correct? Yes, I have always been the nice guy. That's right. And a Pisa, what does an Pisa do? He gives himself or herself to other people and does not have a life of their own. Correct or not correct? Correct, like a chameleon. That's correct. So what you are doing to feel halfway decent is to give people, to, to love people or give to people or give of yourself to people when you're appeasing them and getting along because they made you afraid. They are giving your life. You're giving your life forces to a bully. And the reason why the bully likes it is because he gave his life or her life to someone else and that someone else has done the same thing. And so the result is that they literally eat you, spiritual eating of your substance, and physical substance and spiritual substance. It's leaving you, and so that your the, 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 the mechanisms of your body that keep you from getting sick and diseased are being shriveled up into nothing. Do you see that? I see it. I see it. I, All right. I don't want to. I don't want to kill myself. I just want to watch it. Yeah, but no, you you are killing yourself. But there's a force in it. But it's not you mm -hmm. killing. It's an identity crisis. Every problem mm -hmm. that you have is an identity crisis. In other words, when you respond. When you respond to a person, a bully, and you appease, you take on that nature that eats away inside you. Eats more away from you because you're getting angry with yourself and you see that you have judgment, but you keep to yourself and you're feeding yourself to the judgment. And the more so you... Is that correct? Yes, it's, it's like it's, it's, there's something inside of me. It's implanted in me. Uh, all right, now listen carefully. How, yes. much, how much do you trust me? I trust you with all my heart, implicitly, but like, no, like nobody's business. I trust right. you. Let's do something together tonight. Would you like that? I really would. Close your eyes. Are your eyes closed? Yes, sir. Um, are you sitting down? I'm laying down, but I will sit up. Yeah, I think sitting up would be nice. I'll just wait okay. for a moment. Okay. I'm, right. I'm sitting up now. Yeah. All right. Put your right hand by your side. And listen to what I'm saying, but don't try to remember it. I want you to hear it going through one ear and coming out the other. 
but doing what I'm asking you to do if it's possible. You understand that? I do not want you to help me help you. Did you understand? I don't want you to you try to help me. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to be as still as possible and let me, my voice, there's something about my voice that will go through your one ear and come out the other, so to speak. And you don't have to remember it, basically, but simply quietly do what I ask you. And the first thing I'm going to ask you is to be aware of the place in the middle of your forehead. And with your eyeballs, looking at your eyelids, that's what I mean. Can you look at your eyelids, just say quietly, yes or no? Yes. Good. That's the beginning of your cure. It's that simple. There's nothing difficult about it. I see you longing to find your creator. Is that correct? Yes, it is, and the pur- And the purpose for which you are living. And yes. so to find that, you have to disconnect. To find that, there's only two things. There's the will of the world and the will who created the world. And that's the one you want to give yourself to. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. In other words, but you don't have to give it to him. You really don't. He will give love to you. In other words, you don't have to ask him for anything. You don't have to ask for forgiveness. All you need to do is wait and follow the yellow brick road, so to speak, as I'm speaking to you. And I'm going to bring you closer and closer to your creator. And something will flow within you and take away all your emotions that are killing you. In other words, human beings do not need emotion. Human beings are inhuman beings, have inherited emotion like animals in conflict with the human. You follow that? I follow it. Simple. You don't have to remember it. Just agree or disagree. So far. So keep your spirit... Keep them the ability to see those pixels, and I just tell you what they are. They're little, um, little tiny plugs you put in a computer that has tremendous amount of power, tremendous amount to the computer with many, 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 many words. But this, these little pixels that you can see are working different because you're giving power to them by watching. Those pixels are from God. Those little pixels. And just watch them. And when when you, if you experience images, watch the image that tries to distract you. And what and just watch the thing that is trying to distract you and just watch it with that light as if you're looking the, to the, the middle of your forehead with those little pixels moving. And if something rises up as a, an image, quietly look at it. Oh, 
I see you kind of attitude. Can you do that? I can do can that. You, you can look at it. When you look at it with the light, it can't stand it. It will go away. It may come back with another one, but do the same thing. That's all. Just watch it. And it doesn't like to be watched because watching it is like light. Now, I will show you about that in a minute. I, I want you to now be aware of your right hand and keep your mind, you know, keep your mind on those little pixels moving across the mind. And if there's images, let it come. And only look at it and don't struggle. Just look at it. And the looking of it will drive it away. That's all. Now, let's go to your first finger. I want you to be aware now of another part of your body. I want you to be aware of the first finger of your right hand. Can you feel it tingle just a little bit if you give it attention? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Now, take the next finger, the second finger, and just be aware of it. I say to you, you can actually see without looking. You keep looking at your forehead like I showed you, but you can also see an expanse. It expands. And the, you can see the second finger, and you can feel it tingle. In other words, you can li literally see your hand the tingling, without having to look at it. You, you can see everything, the forehead and and the little tingling in the fingers. Can you see that? I can see it, and my fingers are warm. That's good. Now the next finger, the third finger, same thing. Just give it attention and just watch it. And you know the little the finger will say, it will have a, a way of saying it, if you don't mind me saying it. It says, thank you for giving me attention. I needed that light. I needed that love. Now go to your little finger. And the little finger does the same thing, doesn't it? And you're beginning to feel warm all over, aren't you? Now well, listen. Going up, going, in, uh, going up my arm. Yes, it's traveling. And what's happening is your whole body will become warm. And that's coming through your mind from within. It's love coming through your mind. And it will destroy all your emotions. It will destroy all your emotions and replace it with light. But it's not a, normally, not a normal light. It's not a light that you see with the sun or um, from a, a light bulb. It's not like that at all. It doesn't feel like anything. But it's like a light doesn't feel like anything, generally speaking, unless you look into the sun. It's, cause, it's causing the warmth in you. And that warmth is taking away your emotions. It's because God loves you. That is the love of God. What you're re experiencing right now, what you're doing without realizing what, what you're doing, is becoming disconnected from your monkey brain. And your monkey brain will now obey you, not the world of authority outside you, ever again. You are beginning to just do a little meditation 
every day when you get up in the morning and try to, you know, it's not hard to do what I just said, is it? Because if you no. do it, if you do it, the warmth will continue, your ability to go into the world, and your cancer will disappear within a few days. Guaranteed all your money back. That's beautiful. Uh, open your eyes now. And I want you to know you've been re- redeemed. I want the, you, what you've accepted without realizing you accepted is your redemption. Now go on your way and call me in a couple of days. I how will. Do you fe- Thank you. How do you feel now? Warm and things are brighter. That's it. And just be, don't struggle, don't struggle, just sit quietly tomorrow and see if you can repeat roughly. It doesn't have to be perfect. And don't struggle. And you'll begin to see that your hostility is gone and the judgment on yourself is gone. And only God can judge, you cannot. And you now you cannot do it because you know it's wrong. Have a good evening. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Well, you call me again tomorrow. No. I, I, okay. Thanks. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at one eight hundred eight six six eighty eight eighty three. How many minutes do we have for this? Four minutes. Well, we'll take Anthony in Medford. Hello, man, Anthony. What can I do for you? Yes. Hi, Mr. Masters. Thank you for your time today. I'm actually calling with my mother, Alicia, on the phone, and she asked oh, me... Oh, I, I know to, about you. I'm glad you called. Go ahead. Thank you very much again for taking the call. Um, Here's the situation. My mother is not the best communicator, but she's listening to the conversation. I've been blessed with the ability to communicate, so she asked me to ask the question. The question is, my she's had a succession of losses over the past three years. It started with my father. He passed away in 2015. Her brother, my uncle, committed suicide in 2016, and her sister just passed away two weeks ago. It's been a lot for the family to handle, but I believe that it's affected her tremendously. Uh, and it's hard for her to function and make of, of, of all of the deaths in succession. So she asked me to call, and I, we visited you yesterday at uh, your seminar, which was fantastic. I learned a lot, and I truly and utterly enjoyed the time. Uh, but she had, she's on the phone here as well. Her name is Alicia, and she uh, was, Alicia? is all here. She would like Alicia. Is how old is she? My mother is sixty-five. Does your mother care for me? She loves you tremendously. That's good. And then what I say, she will believe. You think? Oh yeah, she's on the phone as well. Say hi. All right. Hi, Mister Masters. Uh, well, uh, would you pronounce your name, please, again? Alicia. Alicia. Okay, thank Very you, Alicia. Good. Yes, I'm a little absent-minded sometimes myself. A man, maybe you can help me. <laughs> All right. 
Now, You're doing I, good. You're doing good. I want to share something with you. And what your problem is is very, very simple. Would you like it to be simple? Yes, please. If it was complicated, you wouldn't be able to do it, would you? No, I wouldn't. All right. So this doesn't take any energy, and it doesn't have to take any will at all. But you do want to find the the will of the world, not the will that's in the world, right? In other words, what you're looking for, is you're looking for love, aren't you looking for God or love or something like that? Uh, I want to share something with you. Uh, Before you say anything, if you don't mind. Um, My father died at uh, 42. And my mother was a decent woman, but she loved my father too much. And what has happened is, what happens to her, she died at 55. And why do you think she died? Because even though I was, you know, I was maybe 27 or 28, she died in front of me while I was taking her on, a, on, my, um, on my business with my wife and one little kid. But she would go to England. She would come to, 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 to love them. The, her boys, the two sons, me and my brother. And I want to continue. I'll, the music is getting in my way. Well, can you hold on a little bit? I just want to share. I want to share something that makes it relevant to, to your problem. It's nice and easy. Listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1 800 866 8883. Yes, instead of asking for donations, I'm going to put that aside. This is more important. And we come to our guest now. Are you still there with me? Anisha? I'm here. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I, I, wanted to, I just wanted to tell you a story why my mother died. My mother was a wonderful woman. But when she, when my father died at 42 and she had two boys, she made me head of the house, so to speak, when I was 12. But I, I did a good job, I must tell you, and it made my brother um, jealous of me, but that's not the point. Um, the reason why she died and the reason why I know, because by the time that she came around and, and to, on the Queen Mary again for the 10th time, she she attached to to the to me as the first son but the, what was really did it was really problem with her is she without me i know this to be true when my father died she hated god but she didn't show it and i did know it i do know it because there's there's anger towards something and there's nothing that took my father away. The only person that's, if it's a person, the only way the entity, whatever it is, she is that could do such a thing is the devil or God. And therefore she resented God. And then she had headaches, bad headaches. 
headaches getting worse, headaches getting worse. And the worse the headaches come, the more angry she becomes, the worse the headaches, and the more angry she became with God. And then she dropped dead. What part of that is you when you lose your family? My mother was, my mother loved my father too much. It wasn't love, it was addiction. It wasn't true love. My mother did not know what true love, but my father did. And that's the problem. You can die from hating God because they took away this person and that person. What you should be doing is be form a distance between everybody. The, the, the demonstration I gave to a gentleman with cancer is to teach him not to become emotionally involved with anybody and to lose all those emotions that make you bad, feel bad and worse or good that isn't good. Feelings of good are just as bad as feelings of bad. The emotions have to go away, and your connection to the person who dies has to go away, otherwise you're in your grave with them psychologically. Do you understand that? I do. All right, now listen carefully. They live their lives, and it's nothing to do with you. If you had the wisdom, you wouldn't be so sorry for them. You wouldn't feel the call of you know, a duty towards them. You would move and have your being effortlessly. And doing things effortlessly with this inner light is beautiful and curative. They might have lived had you dealt with them properly. And you will live if you listen to me because you are cursing something. You are missing something and you resent whatever, whatever took it away from you. Life, there's something I need to tell you from the scripture. Everything bad, everything bad, and, and, and with a, a, a note on it, everything bad happens for good for those who love the Lord. Do you think you love the Lord? Basically, you can't love him. He's going to love you. And if he loves you, that's okay. But looking for love from others makes them like God. You give them a power to make you feel better. And when they, But you don't realize when they're giving you some love, they haven't got love to give. They're giving you something of themselves that looks like love. It looks like kindness. It looks like everything it isn't. You need to be disconnected from them, otherwise you'll be in the grave with them while you're still alive. You're connected to them. But you need to be connected to Jesus who never died and, and made the point that we're, we're meant to live forever. But you can't live forever until you understand that you can't play God and you can't put people on pedestals, etc., etc. You have to be disconnected from them, and, and disconnected in a good way, not rejecting, but disconnected meaning. Your love, you, your need for love, is within you, and not in them. 
If you're looking for love for them, you're becoming addicted to them and secretly hate them when they die or hate God when they die because then you find yourself all alone with anxiety. Isn't that correct? That's correct, yes. And anxiety is because you're a naughty girl and you didn't understand. God loves you. And God means light. And if you sit quietly and wait, if you, heard, if you saw or you heard what I said to the last caller, you need to sit quietly and do the meditation and disconnect your mind from those people. And when you, when you, when you start to meditate, your consciousness becomes pure and the light will come through you and cure you and give you confidence. And you will become a new person. And you must remember Jesus, as much as he suffered, he never hurt the hater. He never hurt the hater, no much have me suffered. You are suffering because you're addicted to the death of your family. Everybody dies. And everybody who dies is their problem and not your problem. But trouble is when you need, when you on a pizza, you're a part of that person. And when that person gives you something for appeasing, you have a relationship that makes you feel like you're a good person, but you don't know what good is. You're, because you're actually drawing energy from that person or the person's drawing energy from you. It's unhealthy. And you will die from it. But if you die from that, you'll never go to heaven. Meaning there's a realm within you. Your awareness is not like a monkey. Your awareness is something completely different. Awareness is a gift. And in that awareness is a realm. And the realm is coming through you and making you see that Roy Masters is, is, is the extension of God, speaking to you and trust what I say and let them all go and you will live forever or you'll die as if you were in the ground with them. And it's what calls the morbidness. Am I correct? Right, yes. All right. That's all I can say to tell you. You will be fine. Let it all go. Uh, Mr. Master, what is the number of this this show, this radio? I, I will give it to you. have a pen? Yes, yes, I do. All right. The number is 9040. 9040. And enjoy your evening. Thank you, Mr. Masters. God bless you. Thank you very much. God bless you too. Bye. All right. We We have another call. 800. All right. And now, I didn't go into great expense in these things. I did some work, and we shall see what happens. When Jesus was here, he didn't mutter much, did he? All he did was be different or have authority. There's something about him you Christians that would appreciate this very much because I'm Jewish, but I 
believe in your Jesus in a very special way. I have his light in me. I didn't quite know what that was for many, many years. It was sort of difficult to believe that, you know, that God loves me like this. I, I, I'm not speaking because I don't know how to express it. But I know there's a God. I know. And I have... There's some point where I take a cross, and perhaps you've seen it. And in the seminar yesterday on Sunday, on the 20th of August, uh, the... Um, the movie makers were watching, and I, th I think they feel astounded they had to see that for themselves. Now, if somebody else holds up the cross, if you hold a cross to a person who is sick, they stay sick, and you may get sick for trying. But the point is, it's not the cross, it's who holds it. It's not the cross, it's who speaks it. It's not... This, who speaks it, because what is really happening is he is speaking through me. And Jesus said in simple terms, when he spoke to his disciples, he said, why call me, why do you call me God? I'm not God. God is my father, and I obey, I obey him. So he is a human being like us, born of a woman like us. See, but there's a different sperm. I don't know what that is, but I was assuming it was something similar that caused this man to come into the world and be subject to his creator. And through everything, no matter what. And so if you were there, if you were there like in Judea and you have a crowd of people, there would be a light coming from a person, but it isn't light. You can't see it as light, but the, he would stand out in the crowd. And if he approached you, like a person who approaches you as evil and you feel pain and you feel fear and you submit, the opposite happens. The opposite happens when you listen to Roy Masters. And if I'm a liar, then it doesn't work. Or I'm telling you the truth and you don't like what I'm saying. That's also a possibility. But what I spoke to two people this evening, I sense they got a grasp because the secret of it is trusting the person but not trusting them in, in a special way, because you really see. Now, I can say to you that other people can trick you like Obama. Everybody thought they were seeing fundamental transformation and thinking what a wonderful world we're going to have. And he meant down, taking us down, until there would be nothing left of us. So... Am I, the, am I the like that? Or am I, do I have his light? If you can see his light in me, it's not Roy. I cannot say that I did it.
All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, may I suggest that you go to my website? And now, we're not ready to, uh, we're not set up to, um, look, if you can't afford anything, except the books, uh, I suggest you get Be Still a No. Now, that, that is only, I think it's only a download. And if you can't afford $10, we give it to you. Just call them and say, I can't afford it. Just please, can you send it to me? And we do. But one day, in a, in, after I kick the bucket, we should be on, on, on the ground of making sure that everybody on earth is listening to these, this meditation. And meditation is what, I, what I'm talking about, is what the veterans who, I, who have the video, not, not the video, the, what do you call those things? Um, the spin, I, I'm not very... F- the CD, that's what I was looking for, yes. That is, we have them on the CD, of course, and we have them in special uh, uh, packets that, you know, you can give it to a, a soldier. It has a nice cover, etc., etc. But may I suggest that you go straight to do, to one thing. First of all, you try the meditation I did on the air, just the, the first person that came. And he had cancer. And if he trusts and believes that something is coming through me, and it isn't me, it is coming through me, and I cannot cure anything but what comes through me and if you can see it's coming through me those of you who are listening to me for the very first time will get rid of every sickness you ever had it would be nice if you give me a call so we can chatter about the, the variations of the same thing that I spoke to a gentleman who had cancer. It's because of a loss of faith and becoming in, in, involved with the world and subject to the world, in one case as an appeaser and in another case as a bully, who is an appeaser to his bully. Okay, program number 9040. Uh, 9040. Apparently, my producer, uh, he likes it, don't you? <laughs> and uh, it, it, Today was very spiritual. Uh, it was, wasn't calls, it? And yes. I, I, think, I think in both cases... It applies to a lot of people out there listening who aren't able to call in. But, the, you know, the beautiful thing about it is there's only one route to every disease you can imagine. And if you take a thousand diseases, including drugs and alcohol, it's all because you are reacting 
and reacting, acting out and reacting and doing unto others what was done to you. It was like the other day, a gentleman called me on the radio, and he was one and a half years old, and it stuck in my mind because it was it was real. And he was beaten by his brother. And the brother couldn't help himself because he had somebody beating on him. I, I'm not sure who it was, but there's a, a system, an order of it. So his brother got beaten up. And maybe it's from the father, maybe it's from other else, but there's a series of that. And so he, he got upset, and the only thing he could take is his release, his hostility, is the little kid is only one and a half and is aware of that. And the little kid has resentment and cannot do it, except he might want to tear the wings on butterflies, and, and, and you wonder what's wrong with the kid. There's nothing wrong with him. He just doesn't know how doesn't know how to deal with that. And if he's going to deal with it, he'd take it out on a butterfly, or whatever, and have a problem. And you, but the brother was had his horrible experience from another boy, and it turns out, as far as we can go, that was another boy. So one boy upsets the other boy. And he feels bad and wants to vent what the hate he feels for that boy, but he's too big. And he, does, and he eventually it ends up on his brother, and the brother took it out. Because that's what you all do, one way or the other. Sly or, or, or open. Sly or open. It's happening to everybody. And, you, as you're keeping, and after a while, you've got to keep it to yourself and resent yourself. And that will take a whole lot of energy away and cause every sickness that you can think of. It depends on what you live on. It depends upon whether you eat and you die from all that. But you can't stop eating and you become addicted. And it's the same thing with sex when it's lust and not pure sex. And don't believe, don't believe any of your preachers saying that the, the marriage bed is kosher, meaning okay. It's not. Before you get married, ladies and gentlemen, I speak to the ladies. Men pull on you for love. They do. You came from a woman. So it's instinctively like an animal, instinctively that you shouldn't have, draws you to her, and she rises to the occasion of your need, and what happens is darkness comes, because when you pull on her, she hasn't got enough energy. She hasn't, she hasn't got enough energy, where she, except something comes from the darker side. And she doesn't know what the darker side is, but the darker side is feeding that and giving her the power to give him pleasure. And he's addicted to that pleasure, and he wants more. And when you feel, all of a sudden, as a woman, you feel angry and hostile 
But the anger creates guilt. And when it creates guilt, you feel like, oh, maybe I haven't loved him enough. And you give sex as an appeasement, hoping that everything will be better, get better, but it's only get worse. So everybody is dying. And 80% divorce rates makes the point that the children cannot have a future in the streets and and the, 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 the danger of marriage. Marriage is becoming a dangerous thing. I suggest to you men and you ladies that don't don't dress up to attract a man. Don't do it. I want you to be as beautiful without your stupid lipstick and just dress modestly and get on with your life and be good at what you do and think differently from most women. In other words, don't make your whole life an attractive to men. The man that you're looking for, it will see you pushing this man away, pushing that man away, and vice versa. You see, so the, the, the woman will see it and the man will see it. It will see you, your innocence and it, it will draw him to you. But you can also draw a bad person to you, but you'll recognize it and you won't have to go through any suffering. I made the mistake, but I had to go through all that to understand all of what I've been saying to all of you. But the marriage has not been easy to me. You think that a person of my credentials, so to speak, should have a perfect family. It wouldn't work. Everything bad happens for good. Now, I'm not saying I want you to do everything bad. So No, that's not the thing. I remember what... I just want to share something with you. I was about 24, 25. I met a young lady, and I told you the story. I only knew her two weeks. And guess what? Something said, you've got to go back 300 miles and marry that woman, that, and I did. I listened to it, but I did not know. I said, why am I doing this? All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the number of the program is 9040. Would you please, I am trying to, I know the words trying to, that's not a good word. Trying, I don't have to. It has to happen by itself. And if you're going to give a donation, you have to do it. I don't want to, to ask you for it. I, I'm embarrassed. It's difficulty for me to ask for money. And so you see, I don't, I don't like to do the program and walk away. And those who are pure and have value, they will do what is right. And those who cannot afford it, sooner or later, everything is going to be free for them. While you continue to support, because you have it. <laughs> 